We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. Welcome into the latest edition of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kuykendall. Joining us today is Brian Morgan, our Assistant Athletic Director for Ticket Sales and Strategy. Uh, Brian's in his sixth season at Marquette and oversees the ticket office and responsible for all facets of ticket sales and athletic events. And uh, this line in your bio is good, too, and for implementing a plan and strategy for these events. Brian, thanks for joining us. Especially in times like now, right? <laughs> times like now, yeah, there's no uh, no NACTA roundtable on this one, is there? I mean, we're going to get into the details, but maybe just a quick overview of what the, the last four months have been like for you and your staff. Well, I think it's, it's been a little bit crazy. Scott, you were in New York 
too with uh, men's basketball. We were out there, Michael and myself, from the ticket office. So I think from that point forward, it, it was every day was a new day in the, in the ticket world. And, um, you know, at that point, it was what's going to happen with all the men's and women's basketball tournaments. And uh, then moving forward from those tournaments into spring sports, you know, we ticket men's and women's lacrosse um, in the spring. So then those sports, unfortunately, were canceled. So then you start turning the page and, you know, when's the pandemic uh, going to clear up in the, in the sense of looking at ticket sales for the future for the 2021 season for men's and women's basketball. So it's like you had a plan yesterday. Well, that plan the, the next day already changed. So it was continuing to evaluate. I think the best thing about our world and you said NACTA is you, you can learn from each other. We have a lot of correspondences amongst each other uh, and there's a lot of articles out there and we, we lean on each other quite a bit to, to learn from each other, especially those folks that, you know, in the football schools that had to start a little bit earlier on their renewals and ticket sales. So you kind of see what they're doing. You talk to them. Um, and that's kind of <clears throat> where we where it led us to, to today. Um, also, you know, we, in April, I think two or three weeks after we came back from New York, uh, the Big East Conference, uh, you know, they have a marketing uh, committee that or the marketing offices from each of the 11 now schools um, meet on a monthly basis. We didn't quite have that on the ticket side. So I initiated with Nicole and Mike Coyne over at the Big East to do that on the ticket side starting in April. And I think that's really helped all of us, all 11 member institutions. We included UConn from the beginning uh, back in April. But every month we were able to lean on each other what's you know what has worked what hasn't worked and what you're looking to do next and i think we've all taken bits and pieces from that to uh create our our plans as much as we can moving forward well you talk you talked a little bit about it obviously already with you know it changes on a daily basis and you know just so people know we're in, we're in the last week of july we're taping this a little bit before it's going to debut later in the week and things could change obviously between now and then but hopefully nothing major and and i know We've talked about catching up and and uh, and getting you on this podcast when we had more information. We don't have all the information, but maybe talk a little bit about you know there was a communication that that went out to to season ticket members and had been waiting and people had been asking. But at some point, we kind of have to to move forward, and I think we finally got to that point in the summer. Is that correct? Correct, and I think you know as you look ahead you have to plan for a full season. You can't start at the bottom and go up. It's easier to go up and then, you know, work your way back. Uh, so we, from that point, um, back in April, when we had the Big East calls and, you know, evaluating with our peers, when's the best time to go out? I don't know if there was a great time, but we knew we had to get information out. You know, our fans are some of the best in the country, if not the best in, in basketball. Um, so the timing went now is just to get the information out, you know, plan that we're gonna have a full season starting in November you know, build those relationships. It also gives us an opportunity, I think. And um, since I've come here six years ago, as you said, I was big on customer service and big on relationships. So this extended time has allowed us to have conversations over the phone as much as possible. Um, so you can, you know, explain our process and go through our procedures moving forward. Because at the end of the day, it's about relationships and that's what the Marquette family is looking for. So back on last Monday, we sent out correspondence related to season tickets, try to be as detailed as possible, and we'll continue to communicate that. But we've had a lot of great phone calls, a lot of great conversations. People are actually excited. They're, we're getting our renew, renewing at a pretty good rate. So, uh, you know, I encourage anybody who listens to call us if they have questions that we've, we're happy to answer. And, you know, we're working remotely as much as we can and answer as many questions as we can. You talk about, you know, the, the top level scenario and the bottom level, maybe give people, a, I assume the top is 
hopefully we're back to normal full uh, Pfizer forum sold out capacity to a scenario where there's no fans, correct? Correct. So, I mean, those are all great questions and it's questions we're getting on a daily basis. And what I've told them, we could plan for reduced capacity at 35% today and tomorrow, you know, there could be 25%, 15% or 60%. So as we stated from the beginning and, you know, as we try to return to campus, um, we're going to follow state and local health guidelines and work. And I think the beauty of where we play Marquette basketball is Pfizer form. So that will definitely help us in getting back in the seats and getting back in the stands. Um, so we'll, we'll use their guidance. So right now it's just continuing to have communication lines with all those folks. Uh, I think Scott, you've probably noticed more than anybody you're in the, oversee the communications is your communication lines have opened greatly with all these different folks that maybe you wouldn't have had four or five months ago. And, uh, you just got to continue to have those so you can be as well informed as possible. Cause again, like I said, each day is a new day, but you're continuing to prepare for the future and what that may look like. And speaking about that might look like, I know even talking about how much it changed, you know, a couple months ago, and, and I know we have a great partnership with the Bucks and Pfizer, but I think there was a thought that maybe the Bucks were going to get in there first, right. And have some games and really be able to give us some guidelines. And, and I think the important part for you to maybe talk a little bit about, it's not just, capacity and seats it's getting people in and out of the building and when they're in there with the game day experience being safe as well correct it's all about ingress and egress and um i was a um a part of a sport management institute two years ago where it was like a 25 person cohort of uh you know across the country of all different athletics personnel you learn a lot about leadership and different things but what it really did is connect to me to a lot of folks in the power five football folks at Georgia, Michigan, LSU. So we have like a group chat and it's interesting to sit here and you get gain information from those folks, on what their ingress, egress, um, you know, their, their flow patterns for concessions. I think what people are going to notice out of all of this is a lot more contactless um, purchases or touches. It's not really a touch, but contactless um, operations. Uh, so you've heard everything from, and I, I'm not sure what FISA reforms plan, but you've heard everything from reverse ATM. So you don't use cash. You put cash in ATM and you get a credit card out of it. You pre-order from your app. So, you know, we launched the Marquette game day app last year, which was huge for digital ticketing, but I think that will continue to be a big source for us moving forward within the flow patterns of game day and also providing information related to game day and then ordering concessions from the stands you know again your information i know you've produced our game day program on a year-to-year basis that may now be on our on our app so i think the digital world is coming it was coming but now this this has forced us to be a little bit safer and cleaner in the process but there are so many details uh as it relates to game day that we continue to evaluate uh, as we move forward especially as our ticket customers coming in out of the, out of the arena I think it's important for people to realize too, and you mentioned it a little bit. I mean, you and your staff are not operating in a vacuum, right? I mean, you're consulting with not only peers and power fives with football, but obviously within the league. And I, I think prior to the communication, you felt pretty good about the appetite for Marquette basketball. Maybe talk about a little bit about the response to that initial, you know, widespread communication within the last week and a half. Yeah, people have a real big affinity for Marquette basketball. And that's one of the reasons I came here six years ago is the Marquette community. And I think, uh, you know, people were asking in June, when can we get our renewals? And even with the pandemic going on, when can we 
put our invoices in. We've seen over the last two years over 15,000 average attendance, which we haven't had that since the 2013-14 season. Uh, so we were seeing a great um, increase in attendance. We were seeing a great fan affinity. We had um, 10 sellouts in two years over the course of, I think that was 36 games. Um, so, you know, when we had games, the Marquette community showed out and we were excited for, the, especially the upcoming season, you know, uh, Wojo and his crew had a really uh, good program uh, coming into this next season with a really good home schedule. We had Wisconsin, we have Wisconsin coming up in December, um, Oklahoma state right in the big 12 game. Plus UConn getting added to the big East. So we we're very excited about where we are headed and, you know, hopefully the, from the pandemic side, we continue to see some positivity on that side. I, I have to believe, and I'm not a season ticket holder. I work there, so I'm there every game anyway. But uh, I would assume the most common questions have been, if there's no fans in stands, do I get my money back? Or if there is fans, but I don't feel comfortable going to the games, and if there's some capacity issues, where, where does that put me longer term, not with this season, but moving forward, right, as far as, as right. the owner portion of it? So that's a very good question. You know, that's one of the reasons we probably waited on sending some of the information out to make sure we had the right plan from the, the our refund policy standpoint. So we've called it a kind of the We Are Marquette ticket assurance plan. You've seen some of those other examples around the country. But the whole goal of that, when we talk to people on the phone, is still renew your season tickets or still, you know, go elect yourself into the payment plan because at the end of the day, our refund policy our plan is set up to make you whole if games are canceled or if the season were to be canceled in a sense, you'll be refunded wholly. You could roll over to next year for credit for next, the 21, 22 season, or you can also donate it back to, you know, the blue and gold fund for this season. So there's, you know, three standard options. It's pretty standard across the country, but we evaluate that over the course of 60 days, probably from May to July to make sure we had, we felt the right answers uh, for our fans. So they felt like, if they committed with us now, which they a lot have been doing already in July, that they, if something happens November, December, they'll be made whole at the end of the day. I know you've mentioned it a couple of times, and I, and I think anybody that would, uh, that's dealt with you in your office, you know, as long as you've been around and even prior, you know, customer service has become a big focus. And I got to believe that it's even more so now and even a little more difficult, right? Cause you're not able to have those in-person interactions at the ticket office or even at the arena, if it was in season and trying to do all this on the fly with your staff in different locations. Yeah. Customer service is number one. And we've tried, you know, Marquette's always been known on the ticket side and marketing side for being really good. And we want to continue that and even make it greater on the customer service. Cause at the end of the day, if they feel great, they're going to refer other people and get people coming to Marquette basketball and Marquette athletics events. Um, but it, it's been a challenge, you know, working from home and, um, it's been fun the last couple of weeks being able to get more phone calls and talk to people on the phone, because I think at the end of the day, when you have, can build those re relationships and get, get them the answers and, and answer their questions for them um, and build that rapport. Sometimes I've been told I talk too much over the phone. Um, <laughs> no, I can't no. A five minute call, maybe it's a 20 minute call, but that's because I love the relationships I have been like, I do miss, I mean, that's the great part about our job. And you probably have it in a little different way on the community. You're working with the media personnel, but I love being around people and love being in the stands and being able to connect those people. And, you know, at the end of the day, seeing a smile on their face and having a great time at one of our games, 
is the true objective of what we do. And it's hard to see that over the phone or in person if they cut stop by the office, but um, you just rely a lot more on technology, but we've been able to do a majority of that still from home, maybe with a screaming kid in the background, if they don't mind it, but <laughs> one of your seven, eight, yeah. how many kids do you have? Uh, four. Four. Four that keep you busy enough, right? Yes. <laughs> you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how it changes all the time and, and maybe, you know, I'm not asking you to go through every scenario, but, you know, things that have popped up to me on calls that I'm like, you know what, I haven't thought about that. If we are in a limited capacity scenario are, you know, tickets that we've donated before, staff allotted tickets, how the uh, donor areas are going to work, uh, you know, the BMO club and all those other areas. Those are all things that you're having to factor in, right? The band. I mean, right. how's that going to work? Uh, I mean, we're not trying to answer them all right now, but these are all things that we're going to have to look at. That's on the to-do list if we get to the reduced capacity, you know, format. Right now, we're, you know, like you said, we are pretty on the full capacity. But if we get to the reduced capacity, okay, where do we need to go from there? I know, you know, we're looking at visiting team ticket allotments, you know, all the different ticket allotments we have to have within a game and space configurations. And, um, you know, the, that's another question uh, that's come up on the phone is, you know, if we go to reduced capacity, who gets priority? Um, so we haven't determined that. Uh, that's something we, you know, work with our senior leadership and bill and uh, blue and gold fund folks and making sure we put the, our best plan forward so we can incorporate all our great season ticket holders um, throughout the process. If that's, you know, you've seen Wisconsin, I think you've seen Michigan where they've just refunded everybody and then sold on an individual game basis. I think some pro sports are doing that as well. So we're continuing to evaluate. I think that's the best thing about basketball is we got some time to see what, you know, uh, the Packers, I think, are doing 12,000, seeing how they handle that. Uh, some of their NFL teams are in the 20 to 24,000, uh, seeing how they, they process that with their season ticket base. Have you been, you know, it's, it's been a, about a week or so since the email communication went out. Has it gone about it as you thought it would uh, as far as overall? I know, obviously, everybody is their own individual situations, but I, th I think you have to be pleased with that re that initial reaction from the, the core group of season ticket holders, right? Yeah, I was very pleased. Um, you know, you, you didn't, we didn't know what to expect. Um, now I will say our Big East counterparts have had, se have seen some really good um, success or uh, with the renewal rates. Now they went out a little, little bit earlier back when the season was kind of still going on, but some still went out now and, we were very encouraged by what they were seeing in their markets. Uh, and we felt like with our fan base, we'd see the same thing. And I think last week showed, you know, how great our, our fan base is and, and showing up. And I think it also um, showed how good our, or the, the foundation we build in our plan with the refund policy will commit to the season, but we know that refund policy is there in case something does happen come November, December. Um, but they're still committed to Marquette basketball, our student athletes, our coaches and our program. So. And I think you mentioned, you think the TBT and their success probably, I mean, it illustrated the passion, but right. also got people a little ramped up and wanting some basketball, right? That was great branding for us in July. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as you know, Joe Chapman's a friend of mine, my two daughters playing his AU program. And I know he's gotten a lot of, a lot of love on the Pretty Chapman hard, basketball yeah. Academy over the course of the TBT. <laughs> so I don't know if I need to give him any more, uh, but he's been a great mentor. Not only my kids, I know he also, his, um, like Mike Brokers and Danielle's kids both playing his program as well. But that was, I mean, it, there wasn't a better time for us to have from a Marquette 
uh, fan base from the athletic standpoint to have that out in July and have that success and see the alums, you know, one of those, <clears throat> the TBT team, I think might've had one of the most, was one of the only programs with the most alums on it. I felt like um, obviously Travis and, and those guys really brought it that last game. And I think really created some conversations and then, you know, we had the correspondence going out that week after. So it really, trended well for us and it brought brought to light how good marquette basketball is yeah be careful in there travis might want a, a cut of the promotion i know well. <laughs> He's give, my, give my kids a free workout if that works yeah well i think that's, <laughs> that's enough for him you know i do obviously we have you know before we wrap up we have focused on men's basketball and that's a, a huge right. component of what what we're doing and revenue and and models and, and long-term impact not just this season but you're also having to do the same thing on a smaller scale for women's basketball, you know, back on campus and soccer's and volleyball, at least here in the, in the fall before we get to lacrosse. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, on the fall side, uh, we were, we were excited about the upcoming season. Obviously we had Frankie coming down the women's soccer side and, and Bodie coming back and we're excited to work with them. And Louie's been here a while and I've worked with them all the way back to my UWM days and, uh, on volleyball, we had Wisconsin coming in September. So we were excited about the prospects. Now we're going to a conference schedule and, and we're still, once we get, you know, the protocols of how we can operate within the Al in the Valley, then we'll move forward with what we can do and strive forward on that. Um, and then women's basketball, you know, coach Duffy and their crew had a, a great year last year and we're still kind of just waiting to see what that looks like for the owl and communicating. So if you're a women's basketball season ticket holder information will be coming in the near future. Uh, but we're looking at, you know, putting the same, like we took our time and trying to create as best a plan as possible for men's basketball or doing the same for all those other programs as we <clears throat> get to the fall. I know you've, you just mentioned earlier that you can turn a five minute conversation into 20, <laughs> at least I would say from what I've heard, <laughs> but if you were, if you were able to, to give a, a couple sentences, a brief statement to any of the season ticket holders that you haven't talked to as far as a message or, or what you'd like them to know, what, what would it be, uh, you know, as we look here at 2021 as of today, obviously. Right. <clears throat> well, I think the biggest thing I've probably said this over and over on the phone that people have asked uh, you know, certain questions. Um, I said, still stay committed with us. Uh, I feel like we've, created a plan where if you commit with your either full payment or renewing with the payment plan or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, um, you're going to be made whole in some form or fashion if games are canceled or if the season were to be canceled um, with our refund plan. So, you know, whether it's rolling your credits over to next year roll, or rolling the, your season tickets over to next year, rolling um, refunding your, your money this year or donate it to the blue and gold fund, I feel like those three things put us in a place um, foundationally to have you commit to season tickets for this year. And like I said, the first 10 days now it is, we've seen some really good success from people doing that. They're committed that, I mean, we don't know what 60 days will bring, uh, you know, 30 days ago, I thought we we're moving in the right direction nationally, but uh, 30 days from now we might be doing that. So you don't know, this is, you know, uncharted territories. Uh, and we feel like we've put the best plan in place. You know, we, we've seen them commit over the years. You've been here, what, 16 years, Scott? This <laughs> uh, will be 14. Thanks. 14. I gave you two extra. But if anything, you've seen at Marquette Basketball, 
with our season tickets are fans to any of our sports. They're committed to what we do. They're committed to our student athletes first and foremost. So I'd say continue to do the same because we have the plans in place uh, to make you whole at the end of the day. Um, and you just don't know where we'll end up, but we do want you in the stands when we have that opportunity. I think, you know, you hit on that. You're, you, we're working with the information we have, right? We're being as predictive as we can, knowing that it's going to change and have the flexibility to adjust on the fly. And at the end of the day, make people whole. And, Correct. And they understand that and appreciate that, I would, I would guess, as well. Correct. Yeah, I mean, as you know, that's kind of the Marquette, I would say, persona of, you know, be the difference. And um, they can be the difference for our student athletes. I think every ounce of our energy and athletics goes to impacting our student athletes as much as possible in learning and education and athletically. So um, their, the season ticket holders impact greatly, or their impact impacts them as well, the student athletes. So it is very important that we – provide that our relationship to them and they can see that their impact on our student athletes on a day-to-day basis, weekly, monthly, yearly. Um, and it's, it's been like that for as long as you've been here in the last 50, hundred years. So. And it will continue. Brian, I appreciate <laughs> it. Good luck. Uh, appreciate all your efforts and hopefully this was all for nothing. Right. And we're, right. we're <laughs> as, as sad as that might make you right now. That's the point we want to get to, right? Where this was all behind us and scrapped and we got 15,000, we're averaging 15,000 again. Yeah, and you're posting those photos with the big lights going off uh, from Maggie in the... There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it right now. Else will. Thanks for the Thanks, time. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast, which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and Go Marquette!